Hello, this is Ted Johnson with the Fish on Ted podcast. And uh, I want to thank you so much for tuning in today. We have a very special guest from Oswego, New York. And without stealing a lot of his thunder, I want to make sure that uh, Captain uh, Garrig is on the line with us. Greg, are you there? I am here. Hey, welcome, Greg. How are you, man? Thanks, Ted. Good to talk to you. Be happy to talk about Lake Ontario sport fishing. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Well, thanks again for, for joining us today. You know, uh, one of the things that um, I, I generally start off with when I'm speaking with somebody in, in a podcast interview is just their background on the waters that they're currently fishing in. And how in the world did you ever get started fishing Lake Ontario? Well, for me, it all started about 35 years ago. Uh, I read an article in Field and Stream magazine regarding salmon in Lake Ontario and decided I wanted to try it. I owned a boat at the time, a small one, uh -huh. and came up here fishing on my own. And while we were in between morning and evening bites looking for the salmon and trying to learn how to fish for them, there were people banging on our boat asking to go fishing because it had become that popular that fast. Really? Okay. So within, within a year, I applied and studied and acquired my Coast Guard license and decided to buy another larger boat, a little bit larger boat, and started chartering on my vacation days because I was a corporate engineer for ITT Corp at the time. Oh, really? Okay. And it, it just transferred over into this is what I want to do for a living. And it's now been 32 full-time years charter fishing Lake Ontario. Wow, what a great story, man. It, uh, it sounds like you followed your dream out of corporate America. Absolutely. Uh, it was, I'm too much of a direct person. I, I don't. I cannot be a yes person. And it was not going to continue working out for me yeah. in the corporate world and being happy. So it was a step that we decided to take. My wife was very supportive uh -huh. and uh, we packed, we packed up and moved to Oswego. Oh, awesome, man. So, so 35 years ago, um, what was the, was the population of salmon what it is then and as it is now? Yes, it was very similar. Uh, the, the timing has changed on when the salmon, how the salmon show up, but the numbers of fish are still very similar. They're still, uh, it's a world-class fishery freshwater-wise compared yeah. to anything out there. Right, right. Well, a, a lot of our listeners are on the West Coast, and, you know, they're used to fishing salt primarily for, you know, for salmon and that sort of thing, and then they gets into the freshwater. And... A lot of people are surprised to hear about what a great fishery uh, Lake Ontario is, and, and it's absolutely right. It's spectacular, and, and uh, I mean, your the the amount of fish in the lake and the amount of fish that you can keep on a daily basis is kind of mind-boggling, isn't it? What like five fish a day right now? Well, the limit per person for the salmon limit is three on Lake Ontario. Okay. I, be, I believe it's five in Canada and five in Michigan, but okay. either way, the, the fishing on all the Great Lakes for salmon that have been planted in these lakes is just phenomenal. Yeah. 
Wow, that's amazing, man. And then you've got also uh, trout in the lake and uh, walleye and, and a number of other species, right? We we still the lakes still have all the warm water species, uh, but on top of that, they they incorporated brown trout, steelhead, uh, rainbow trout, and lake trout were native to these lakes and have made a strong comeback now. To commercial fishing is no longer allowed, so uh-huh. we have very good populations and large fish in the lake trout. Really? Now, when you say large fish, how how big of lake trout do you get out of Lake Ontario? Oh, 20 pounds is not uncommon, and they've gone, oh, I guess I think the state record's up over 39 pounds now. That's a nice fish. Holy smokes. I'll be darned. Oh, that's awesome, man. That That is awesome. So so you're you're not only a, a charter captain, but, but you also fish personally in a lot of tournaments and, and are, are, are pretty well decorated in, in, in that regard. How long have you been fishing tournaments and that sort of thing, Greg? I think I started my first tournament back in '89. Wow! Uh, and that was out in Ni- that was out of Niagara County uh, by Niagara Falls, and then that turned into a two-part tournament at Niagara County and Oswego, and then I went to a four-point Series Cup tournament uh, that included two other ports along the lake, so you had to <clears throat> accumulate points per tournament, and at the end you won. A, what was called a challenge cup for the lake championship. Uh huh. I'll be darned. How'd you do in your, in um, that first tournament? <laughs> I don't even remember if I placed in that first tournament. Oh, is it that took right? quite a few years to develop. Yeah. It took quite a few years to develop a tournament strategy. Uh-huh. Uh, but once we did, we became one of the top contenders on the lake and we've won almost every tournament on the lake and quite a few of them multiple times. Wow. That's amazing. Uh, we've also placed, we, We've also placed very highly in the Canadian tournaments. So uh, our record, uh, I've won the Challenge Cup, probably finished second and third five or six times. So it's been a a very, very good run in tournaments for the boat Top Gun. Yeah, no kidding. So, so what makes you different? I mean, what uh, what what gets so much many fish in your boat without without you know uh, uh, giving us the secret sauce, but. I mean, are 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 you uh, you know are you are you monitoring a lot of things? Are you you know uh, matching weather with with uh, with gear and rigs? And what what makes you different? Attention to detail. Oh really? Okay. What, what do you Strictly. Mean by that? Well, uh, everything is checked and rechecked so that. I mean, one fish in a tournament can be the difference between first place and tenth place. True. So if you are if you are not paying attention to detail on making sure your lures are all working properly, your swivels are tied with your the proper knots and, and they're they're cinched tight, uh, the line that you're using is not the best on the market. That can be the difference of winning a tournament. That's true. Now, when you fish it's a all prep yeah. preparation. When, when you fish a tournament, are you are you also fishing guests at the same time, or is it something that you uh, um, are, are fishing alone when you're doing that? No, it, it's multiple. I my biggest and best run on the tournament circuit was with a hand-picked crew of individuals from chartered guest groups that I had. 
Uh-huh. And they range they ranged in age from mid thirties to seventy five years old. Oh really? Oh no kidding. Wow. Yep. Wow. And uh, how long did you did you fish that group then? For how many years? Almost fifteen years. Holy smokes! When, when was the last time you all got together? I'm gonna say it was probably six years ago. Oh really? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Wow. What a what a what a, a great bunch of memories, man. Tons of memories because we we not only fished the four tournaments uh, together, but we also hunted together outside of the tournament. So it was just a good group of guys. Oh, that's awesome! That is a you you must have a million stories with that group. But is there is there one story that that, that you could share about fishing with that group in a tournament or a special time that you had on the water that, that that'd be fun to talk about? There's lots of stories in the tournaments, and one of the best parts was during that run, my son was also the first mate on the boat. And we had had a run in a tournament where we were, after the first day, we were in pretty good contention for the tournament. And the first hour, every one of my anglers were, were doing something that just didn't work, and, and we were losing fish after we hooked them up. Okay. which is an absolute tournament killer. So I came at that point, Chad, my son, Chad was rigging in the back of the boat and I was driving and I came off the fly bridge to demonstrate how they should set the hook and keep the fish on. So we didn't lose anymore. Mm-hmm. Well, the next rod they, they went off with a fish on and I grabbed and I set the hook. According to my son, my feet came two feet off the ground okay. and in doing so, I broke the fish right off. I, I was oh, that aggressive. Oh, really? Okay. <laughs> and my my team knew that uh, I, I'm very intense when it comes to tournaments. Uh-huh. So they, they knew that uh, this was not something that they wanted to even say or do anything about. So there was like dead silence on the boat for the next hour. <laughs> oh, that's funny. <laughs> so. The, the, the greatest part, I think the greatest part of all my fishing group with tournaments is my intensity stops the minute the tournament time ends. And everything oh. that happened during that time period is, is has, stays on that part of the, of the boat. It doesn't get brought up again oh, okay. uh, unless, it's con- unless, unless it's constructed to where we can help ourselves the next day. But nobody right. gets blamed. Nobody gets criticized. And it's over. Mm-hmm. And that's how I think that team stayed together for so long. Wow, no kidding. No uh, kidding. Yeah. I've done some tournaments with, with regular guests that are charter guests, and, and we've done very well. Uh, a group of Pennsylvania, they were meat cutters at a grocery yeah. store, brothers. Uh, never fished a tournament. Uh, offered them the opportunity to do one. They agreed to it. And I think we ended up in third place in that tournament. And okay. these are boys that had never won a, they'd never won a fishing trophy or anything in their lives. And they were just ecstatic. Oh, I'll bet. I'll bet. Now your tournaments there, they usually last, what, a weekend? 
two or three days, something like yeah, that. Yeah, they're they're, no, they're normally two days. Then we've had a couple of three day tournaments. Uh huh. Uh huh. I'll be darned. Gosh, you know, the, there's something about getting together as a group of guys and fishing tournaments. I've done a little of that myself, and and that's just a whole lot of fun. There's you know, like like you were saying, there's a lot of bonding going on, and the intensity level in in most in most cases is pretty high. But you know, if you can you know get back to the dock and get the fish in and and um, uh, get them recorded, and then go out to dinner and have a have a, a beverage or two. I mean, what a great time that is. And, and if, if people right. have not done that, um, that's something that uh, they should do at least once in their life because uh, there, there's, some, there's a real thrill of the, of the hunt there, isn't there? Uh, absolutely. I mean, I get into it because there was a point in my life where I like, didn't have the time to play softball, couldn't do basketball, uh, didn't have enough time to go play golf. So they replaced uh-huh. all of that those sporting events in that competition yeah. and allowed them to just competitive. Yeah. Yeah. I'll be darned. And and there are bragging rights, are there not? Yes. Um although not, not as much as one would think. It, it's mm-hmm. just uh I would say it probably has never helped the actual charter business, the the fact that tournaments have been yeah. so uh productive. Mm-hmm. But it's helped me as far as being productive every day in a charter boat. Sure, sure. Well, that, well, that makes sense. You know, one of the things that we we can't forget to talk about, and and especially this year, in you know, well, you you have um, you take great pride in the way that uh, you take care of your boats and and the experience that you give your your guests that come and fish with you. But this year, you uh, you got a new boat, a new Top Gun. Uh, can you tell us a little about that? Well, let's go back a little bit on the old one because that that's okay. the boat that won all the tournaments. Okay, uh, but good. that was a a nineteen a nineteen eighty eight forty foot jersey sport fisherman, mm-hmm. and that boat today today it still looks like it almost came off the showroom floor because of the condition I kept it in. Uh-huh. But it has had over fifteen thousand people on it. Wow, really? And it, it got to the point I owned it for twenty years, and I was just—it was time for me to buy f- something for me. And mm-hmm. I did that, but it also benefits our guests. And the, I now have a forty-one foot Albemarle. It's a two thousand and six, and it has the latest and greatest technology for electronics engines. Uh, it is fully equipped with every possible option you can imagine. Uh-huh. Uh, micro- microwaves, heat, air conditioning, uh, hot and cold running water, satellite TV, uh, Sirius XM radio, every, from everything possible is on this boat. Wow, that's amazing. There, there, and 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 you mentioned this to me a while back that. There is no other boat on the lake like that, and and from the pictures that I've seen of it, it's an amazing vessel. It truly is. I mean, and the fact that it's it, so it's bigger than most of the average boats, but and, and that wasn't done for that purpose. It, I buy the so that my guests can have a comfortable experience on Lake Ontario, along mm-hmm. with the exciting fishing. Mm-hmm. You know, one of the things that that 
you use when describing the fishermen on your boat or, or your guests is the word guest. And I really came to appreciate that. Um, and, and that's because not only of the, the way that you treat people, but because you also run uh, and, and own KG Lodge um, uh, in, there in Oswego. Tell us a little about that facility, Greg. Well, the lodge started, uh, when we started, 80s, 89, 1989, I think we started the lodge with one, two cabins. And okay. everything that we, have, that we have now has been built basically from the charter business, but to accept the charter business so that we were not having to put people in lodging facilities and then have them complain for some reason or another and not have the service that we wanted to provide our guests. So mm -hmm. we now have every everything possible for our guests. It's a one-stop shop and, and, and go fishing. Uh -huh. uh, we issue New York State fishing licenses. We are an entry uh, stop for all the derbies on the lake. We're a way station for the derbies on the lake. Um, we now have 16 cabins, eight lodge rooms, uh, beautiful covered picnic pavilion, barbecue grills, in-ground heated swimming pool, um, and an RV park that has 70 sites. Wow, no kidding. No kidding. You've, uh, you've, got, you've got a lot of work <laughs> ahead of you every day, do you not, when, when that place is full? Yeah. 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 But it, uh, it, it does sound like, a, like you were saying, kind of a one-stop shop. If you want to come and fish Lake Ontario, you can provide uh, the, uh, um, the, the, the housing for people, whether it be in the cabins and, uh, or in the RV facility or in the lodge. And then uh, if they don't bring their own boat, they can always go out and fish with you on the top guy. Yeah, our whole premise is, uh, me personally, any longer, when I go fishing or hunting, I don't like to stay in hotels. Uh, mm -hmm. I've done enough of that over the years that I want something that's comfortable, unique, uh, whether it be a house or a cabin. And when people come here fishing with us, whether it's with their own boats or on the charter boats, they have the ability to sit outside by a campfire at night and enjoy each other's companies rather than sitting on a double or queen bed in a hotel room watching TV. Makes sense. Makes sense. Now, now, you also have, you had mentioned that uh, when we were talking about the tournaments, uh, that you had your, your son as the, the first mate during those tournaments that you were fishing with that group. But uh, Chad is also running his own charter boat now, right? Is that right? Correct. Chad has a, a mirror image to the original Top Gun. He also has a 40 jersey. Uh -huh. It is a 1985 that he has restored to uh, outstanding condition. And uh, on top of the way he fishes, he has his own unique personality, which is, in my opinion, it's a dynamite people, people personality. Uh -huh. uh, and it, it lends well. I like to throw a lot of our new customers at Chad right away because his personality just says everything. Uh, and his fishing ability, although I've taught him a lot, he's learned a lot on his own, and he's just he's outstanding. Oh, that's great! You're you're a proud dad, man. It sounds like absolutely as you should be. And he runs the boat, son of a gun, right? Correct. 
I love that. <laughs> now, now uh, you when you're running charters there, your season runs from winter. I start fishing April 15th, and just depending on what the fish activity does, just a reference number is probably September 15th. Uh, okay. Now, now the fishing the fishing continues. Oops, I'm sorry. No, please go ahead. The fishing continues to be outstanding on the lake later in the year, uh, through September, October, November. But our weather patterns change so drastically and so fast that it is not worth bringing guests up here uh, for time off of work and then sending them home because the weather won't allow us to fish. Yeah, that makes sense. Now, now, when you talk about weather conditions and, and, and lake conditions and that sort of thing, um, this year has sort of been a special year. If people are following the news about Lake Ontario, what, uh, you know, it, it sounds like your water levels are up and that sort of thing. What, what's going on in the lake, Greg? Well, this is actually the second time in three years. The original flooding occurred in 2017. I did, okay. And it was due to a change in a joint commission between Canada and the United States that allows Lake Ontario lake levels to be higher than they ever were before and lower than they ever were before. With that being said, they started with this joint commission plan. <laughs> they decided to hold the water back longer during the winter time so that there was more shipping and more power being generated. Okay. In doing so, they were not they were not able to dump the water fast enough out of the St. Lawrence to lower the lake levels to accept the massive amounts of snow runoff that Lake that the Lake Ontario shorelines get, so that when that runoff occurred, it flooded Lake Ontario. Mm -hmm. To the point where the marinas are underwater, restaurants have water in them. I think it, we're probably as high as ninety-five percent of all boat launches are closed because you can't access them. Wow. Um, the only thing positive part of this is it hasn't hurt the fishing one bit. The fishing is outstanding. That's good to know. Uh, part of it probably because there's more nutrients being washed into the lake than we could ever imagine because of all the erosion that this thing has caused. But um, that's not a very good bright side compared to all the damage it's caused. Yeah, no kidding. No kidding. So in, in, now in my, us, go ahead. And I was going to get a yeah. in Oswego. What what's the situation in Oswego? If somebody wanted to come and stay with you and bring your own boat, is there a way for them to get it in the water? Absolutely. the The city has declared a state of emergency on the on the marina because they own it, uh, and they basically abandoned it, put up no trespassing signs, and said we're closed. However, they are not enforcing it to the point where they're chasing people away. And you are allowed to use the boat launch and launch at your own risk. So people that are aware of this are enjoying some of the most fabulous fishing with very little competition in boat traffic. Wow. The other cool. afternoon I fished a, I fished a charter uh, 1.30 to 7.30 in the afternoon, and I believe I counted three boats on the lake. Oh, my gosh, really? 
So you've got yes. that section of lake to yourself, it sounds like. Yes. <clears throat> wow. Wow. Well, uh, and this, this is a marina that, that launches probably 150 boats a day mm -hmm. capability. And there's, there's three put car trucks in a parking lot. Yeah. No kidding. Holy smokes. But, but you were saying, although they have closed the marina, they really haven't closed the boat launch. So you can get it in and out and, is there any uh, any problem with getting a boat in and in and out of, of the launch the way it is? The biggest issue is is bring a pair of boots. Uh, okay. The one ramp is probably a foot under the walkway is probably a foot underwater until uh -huh. you get to the floating section. Uh huh. Other otherwise, there it's the same as it would be operational as as normal. Uh huh. Well, that's good. That that that's good. And, uh, and there's and, no fees. Well, that's even better, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Are, are people keeping their, their uh, boats in the water then for multiple days? As far as I know, no one's been stopped. Really? Uh, most of the marina, it, most of the seasonal marina boat launch or boat sites are still filled. People have not removed their boats. And mm -hmm. those people, we're all still fishing uh, when we can. Uh -huh. um, I mean, most of those are recreational boats that are only used on weekends, but they're still going fishing on the right. weekends because they're boats in, in the water. Right. Okay. Okay. Well, it uh, sounds like everything is open for business. Yes. Well, that, that's good. So what, what's the season look like now going forward? Uh, um, you're, you're catching kings now, is that right? Uh, or Chinook? And then, uh, what 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 does it look like coming up the next sixty days? In what's going to be available to fish for, Greg? Right now, we have options whether we will fish for brown trout or king salmon and lake trout. Mm -hmm. So, and, and then the fishing for any of those species is just right. Really, wow! Trips with a with the group of guests I just had and. They had a day where they had a limit catch of browns, and six of those were over ten pounds. Holy mackerel! Really? Now, can you catch yes. can you catch trout and salmon in the same trip? Then you can. If we if we decided to split a six hour trip into three hours of brown trout and three hours of salmon, they would catch both species. Really? Wow! What fun that would be. Now I'm now I'm just curious. What's what's the biggest uh, fish you've had on the boat this year? The biggest king salmon so far this year is 24 pounds. The biggest brown trout is 14 and a half. Wow. That's a nice, those, those are both nice fish. And, and uh, in, in regards to your, your personal best on the lake, what, uh, what's the, the largest king salmon you, you've taken out of it? My personal best with a charter is 42-pound salmon, 28-pound brown trout, a 26 and a half pound steelhead and a 29 pound lake trout. Holy mackerel, those are huge fish, man. That's incredible. Bringing in that, uh, what did you say, 48 pound salmon? Um, 42. 40, I'm sorry, 42. When, <laughs> when was that? that, that I mean, that, that must have been just a, an incredible day on the boat. 
I don't even remember the exact year, but it was uh, it was a year we had a huge class of salmon. I caught multiple salmon at thirty nine pounds. Uh-huh. Uh, there it was. I think if I I don't know again the exact year, but it was the same year that the world record coho was caught out of Lake Ontario. Oh, really? Think about that. World record coho salmon was caught out of Lake Ontario, not out of Northwest Territories, not out of Alaska, yeah. not out of Washington State. It was caught out of Lake Ontario. No kidding. Really? Yes. Wow. Now, now in Lake Ontario, do the coho run later than the kings or, or about the same time? When, when can you catch those? They, they, they start showing up about midway through the, the king salmon run, and they go a little bit longer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They're, not as big as, they're not as big as their kings. Right. Right. Well, but, but uh, they're, a feisty, they're a feisty fish to catch, mm-hmm. that's for sure. Very, yeah, yeah. They're de- they're definitely a challenge. We we probably lose more on on uh, rod and reel than we land because they're so fast and and so aggressive. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, that's sort of their their makeup. That's that's for sure. Now, in in regards to the facilities uh, at at the lake and and at the lodge, you have fish cleaning stations for people and that sort of thing. They can take care of their fish and and. Uh, pack them away for uh, taking them home and that sort of thing? Yes. The, the marina has a beautiful fish cleaning station. We do not allow any fish cleaning on the property at the lodge because okay. fish cleaning station at the marina is still one of the most pristine in, in the country, and it is still currently open. There is there's no closure on that. So cleaning your fish and bagging them up to take them home is no issues. And back at the lodge, all of our cabins have full-size refrigerators and freezers, so they're able to pack their, their fish in the freezer. And if there's not enough room, we have a, a normal storage freezer for them to put their fish in. Oh, that's awesome. That, that, is, that is awesome. So, uh, so they, uh, they can stay multiple days and not worry about fish going bad and that sort of thing. Correct. Yeah. You, you must eat a lot of fish. <laughs> Actually, I don't get to eat a lot because I mo- the only time we get them to keep is during the tournaments. Oh, okay. Well, that uh, that that makes sense. That makes sense. Now, did, now your wife most Chris, most mo- go ahead. Yes. Well, yeah, most of my guests keep everything they catch. Uh huh. Wow. Okay. Now, now your wife Chris, she's back at the lodge, making sure that the day-to-day operations are going well along with the, the staff that you have. Uh, do, do you and Chris ever get the, the chance to go out and fish uh, fish together? <laughs> no, Chrissy handles everything here at this lodge. She is awesome with the reservations. She handles the scheduling and we only keep one schedule and that's hers here at the office. I do not have a schedule. I oh. don't give out dates and, and that eliminates any double bookings. Well, that's true. Okay. That's true. And, and our marriage has survived 36 years because I stay out of her books and she stays off my boats. <laughs> that sounds like a bumper sticker. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> well, 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 very good. Well, how, how does your uh, calendar look for the rest of this year? Are there still some prime dates open for you? 
there are some prime dates open available on son of a gun. I have six hour holes here and there. They're not much. Okay. Uh, most of them, most of them are afternoons. Uh, there are no weekends left on either boat. Uh-huh. Uh, but Chad, son of a gun could, can definitely handle more trips. Can it? Okay. Okay. So, so if, if somebody wants to come up in the middle of, of July or, or first of August, they can probably find a hole in there somewhere to fish with you. Correct. Okay. And if we can only say they, if they want to come for a couple of days and we can only handle one, I do have other captains that we use. They also either stay at the lodge here, stay in the, in the RV park, or uh-huh. have been working with us for many years, and they're quality captains. Ah, great, great. Okay, okay. Well, well, that's great. So, so Greg, we're sort of coming to the uh, end of our time here. Is there anything that you would like to to add in for uh, people considering uh, coming to Lake Oswego fishing with you this year? The only thing I can say is, until you really experience this lake, it's hard to understand the quality and the quantity of our fishery it is and and i fish all over the world and i don't have to catch fish to have a good time but this is one place you not only have a good time but you catch a lot of fish and it's real consistent isn't it i mean it uh uh, from week to week and and month to month from what i'm seeing i mean you're you're always bringing fish in yes oh that's awesome that's awesome well, Greg, I want to thank you so much for uh, taking time out of your schedule. We're right in the middle of, uh, or the end of June of 2019 uh, with this recording, and it's right in the middle of your season, and uh, carving out time out of that is, is hard to do. And I just want to thank you for taking the time uh, to, to speak with, uh, with all of us today. Well, Ted, I appreciate it, and I thank you for taking time to, with me. Well, sounds good. How do people reach you, Greg, if uh, they, they'd like to contact you? The best way is our 1-800 number is 3, 1-800-346-6533. Uh, we're also available. The website is www.kglodge.com. Uh-huh. Okay. And then there's, there's, e- there's emails available from that site also. Awesome. Okay. Well, the, that sounds great. Greg, thanks again. Tight lines to you, and uh, have the best of seasons ever. We'll talk soon, Ted. Thank you. Okay.